0: All right, church, y'all ready for the word? Y'all ready to receive it? It's one thing to hear. It's a whole other thing when you receive it. Amen? It is going to be uh, It's going to be for you. You're here for an appointed time. Uh, the word never goes out, void. Amen? It never comes back, void. You, If you receive it and retain it and just meditate on it, chew on it, uh, I believe it'll change your life. So let's pray, and then we'll open up. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth always on time thank you for allowing us to see Jesus in everything that we read thank you for making Jesus the focal point the center thank you for him being in the midst of everything he is the source of life and we receive that today God thank you for the people you brought here at this appointed time God that they would walk out of here transformed. God they would walk out of here with hope a confident expectation of good coming their way all because of Jesus we thank you for what you're going to do here this morning we can't wait we sit back speak through it thank you for being right here right now in Jesus name amen Amen. all right let's get right into it oh I want to tell you about your inheritance it's all about your inheritance right you guys have an inheritance you're an heir Do you believe you're an heir you should believe you're an heir because the Bible calls you an heir and we're going to go right to it all right um Galatians 4 now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all, right? So there, there were times, let me go ahead, but, it, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. We have a father in heaven now, right? There, there, were, uh, there was a time when there were some Hebrew slaves, they were walking around, they, they didn't have a whole lot of rights. But if you're a son, you're, you're, you're there with them, but you can't enjoy all the benefits yet. And so Paul is reminding the Hebrews that, that this, is, this is where we were. This is where we started back in the day when, when Moses was around. That's who we were. We were under guardians and stewards. In fact, the Bible calls that the law. The law was a guardian and a steward of us, right? But when Jesus came, the Bible says he's the end of the law for righteousness to those who believe. Amen. Yes, that's a good place to be. In other words, we're not under the perform to be blessed covenant. We're under the he performed. Now we're blessed covering it, right? It's not for you. It was for Jesus. He did it for you because you couldn't, right? That, that's good to know that we couldn't. So that's just a, a little thing. Stop trying because you can't. When you rest, when you are completely rested in who he says you are, then you start to do things for him. You start to see clearly. You start to to, to have wisdom in that manner, right? You can walk around, you can be exactly where you want you to be. But the more you try and the more there's stuff going on in your head, y- 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 how many of you guys know that you've tried to do things on your own and it didn't turn out very well? Yep. Yeah, see? I tell Kelly that just about once a day. It's me though. Did that come across as her? It's really me. All right. Even so, we, we, now he's talking to them again, when, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that Jesus was born under the law. It took me, man, when I figured this out, it changed my life. When I figured out that, man, people say, what did Jesus say? You got to look at the red letters, red letters, as if like God didn't write the whole Bible. <laughs> right? you like, look at the red letters. Okay, those are great. Because that's what Jesus said. Well, Jesus, everything he said before the cross, he was under law. He was under law. And when I figured that out, I was like, whoa, that changed everything. Because after the cross, he's saying some other stuff. Paul says some other stuff. Jesus said, forgive one another. If you want God to forgive you, you got to forgive one another, right? <laughs> Paul said something different. Jesus said, forgive one another in order to be forgiven. Paul said, forgiving one another just as you are forgiven in Christ. What happened? The cross happened. The cross changed everything. Everything, right? So don't just look at what Jesus, Jesus was born under the law. Why was Jesus born under the law? To redeem, to redeem those who were under the law. You, me. He brought us back. We're no longer slaves to the law. No longer under that bondage that we can never be free from jesus had to make us free from that that's why it says if the son has set you free you're free indeed free from what the law that's good news that was a great place for it amen let's try it again the law (laughs) i love this part and because you are sons you're not trying to be sons you are sons and you ladies are like i'm not a son hey daughters too amen daughters too you are sons and daughters You are sons of our God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. I always tell people this. you go to Israel today, you see kids playing on the playground, and they see their dad, they're saying, Abba, 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 right? I try to get my kids to say that, because I just think it sounds cool, but Abba, Abba, that means daddy, daddy. Yeah, yeah, you can call him daddy. That's no dis- you're not disrespecting him. He wants you to know that. The name that Jesus came to reveal of God is Father. That's who he is. He's our Father today. He's, not, he's God, but if you're looking at him as God and not Father, you're in the Old Covenant. So, Abba Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We are heirs. What does an heir do? We inherit. Do you have to do anything to inherit that? No, you just got to be a son or a daughter, right? Look at Paris Hilton. What the heck does she do? <laughs> Nothing against her. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> We're being real, right? Look, the name of God that Jesus came to reveal is Father. It's Father, man. We got to look at that. When we pray, we, something happened. I wanted to show you this. I wrote this down in there late yesterday because I I thought it was important. This is how, listen, therefore you, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and you and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. This is Jesus talking, by the way. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will what? He'll give it to you. Period. Don't let people... He'll give you only what you need. He knows what you need long before you... He'll only give you what you need. You can't handle any more than that. Man, tell that... Kick that guy to the curb. Right? Walk out. Period. He will give you. Right? Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Wait a minute. They, they were able to cast out demons in his name, but they never asked anything in his name. They never asked anything in Jesus' name. Right? ask and you will receive that your joy may be full that's a good place to be how many of you guys are continually asking in the name of jesus ask thank you jesus thank you for this jesus thank you for what you're doing through me jesus thank you for what you're giving me jesus thank you that i'm healthy jesus thank you even if you're not even if you got a cold you start speaking it out and when you speak it out in jesus name you'll have it Amen. see that am, am i making it up no. no i want you guys to be able you can read It's important. Guys, even if you can't read, the spirits in this room will testify to that fact. Amen? All right, so there's a new kind of prayer. If some people pray like, God, the Father, almighty of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we just are humbly here today, right? And, th- and they're trying to be all smart about it and everything. Right? That guy must be a good Christian right there, boy. He went to school. He got a doctorate. <laughs> right? Man, listen, God, just call him Father. The disciples were like, hey, teach us how to pray. J- did Jesus do that? Yeah, he said, hey, this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, the hallowed be thy name. Right? And you do that whole King James thing, man. How many of you guys had to read the King James when you're growing up like your grandma major? And you couldn't understand a word. You're like, what is an art? I don't know what an art is. What is that art? Anybody get confused by that? Yeah, man, but don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in that stuff because the original the original Holy Spirit-breathed Scripture is in Hebrew and Greek. You think King James is confusing. <laughs> That's why the Spirit is in us. The Spirit teaches us those things, right? So look at John 17. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. This is Jesus talking to his Father, right? Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. What's that name? Father. Father, your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition. That is, the scripture might be fulfilled, right? Judas. Listen, keep through your name. In other words, the more you see him as father the more protection you have. That's what keep means, right? So he's keeping us. When you see him as father, too many people today are praying to him in an old covenant. They're praying an old covenant prayer, expecting new covenant things. We got to come to him in the new covenant, see him as father, see Jesus. Nobody in the old covenant could say in the name of Jesus because Jesus hadn't come yet. We We can say that. That's why we're heirs. That's why we're heirs, because Christ made us heirs. We can now come to our Father, like I said earlier at the table, come to our Father boldly. Boldly. You know why we can come boldly? What stops you from coming boldly? Fear that that you fail. You can't come to a holy God because we've been taught growing up that he'll send a lightning bolt down and strike you dead. Anybody else told that? Yeah, boy. And it's real, because I'm going to tell you, when I was in North Carolina at some youth camp when I was in sixth grade, the only reason I went is because the preacher's daughter was hot, if we're being honest. And and I thought there might be a chance. They're like, hey, you want to come to camp? Yeah, girl, what's up? Right? So we get to camp, and, and I do what every other kid at camp does. The music's playing, you know, people are loving on you. I'm not used to that where I grew up. And all of a sudden, the guys up there are talking about how we better get right? Right? And I kid you not, a storm was happening that night, lightning popping all over the place. And I thought I would better get down there because if I die, I don't want to hell. Right. So I come running down. I'm like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just didn't want to go to hell. It wasn't that I knew Jesus. I just didn't want to go to hell. Right. So is that a relationship with Jesus based on hope, based on love? It's based on fear. And fear keeps you from coming to God. That's why he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Right? We got to walk in those things. We got to utilize those things or else we'll forget and we'll get fearful and we won't come to our father. You got to stop seeing him as God in the old covenant and see him as father in the new covenant. Amen? That'll set you free right there. Some of y'all are already free. I see it. Galatians 4, 7 says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Listen, it's all about inheritance. This whole thing is about inheriting what Jesus has done for us. A lot. The Bible says we have all things that pertain to this life. Say all things. We're not sometimes we are not operating in those things. Would you agree? And so when we understand that what it means to be an heir And we start walking in all that we have. There won't be room for fear. Because we know our father is going to protect us. We know that everything we have comes from him. He supplies us with everything. And he's given us this inheritance. This inheritance is through his son. It's through Jesus. That means it's a new covenant inheritance. Amen? All right. Check the story out in Joshua. It's going to blow your mind, right? I, I had to share it with everybody when I saw this. Can y- y'all think you can handle it? Okay. All right. So Joshua, everything Joshua did, man, he battled, right? The Lord went for him. The Lord conquered, conquered, conquered. All of Joshua's life was about conquering. Yes. I mean, he conquered it. The first thing he did when he crossed over was what? Anybody remember? Seven times? Jericho. Uh, did he have to really fight or did the Lord do it for him? Yeah, man. He. All he had to do was walk. All you had to do is walk. So, uh, and we did that. We tried that at this church when when we were over in that other that other building, that uh, Lions Club, right? We saw before that was Canvas. We 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 got up over there and we and we drove around because I didn't want to walk; it was hot. We drove around that thing seven times, right? It wasn't a church back then, but I knew, <laughs> I knew it would be a church. I just thought it was gonna be our church, but that's okay listen i'm okay with that i'm okay with that not being our church but we did what the lord told us to do and it's not about the church building it's about doing what the lord told us to do and we did it man and it's a church now and that's a beautiful thing amen all right all right so uh there was not a city that made peace with the children of israel except the 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 hivites the inhabitants of gibeon all the others they took in battle for it was of the Lord to harden their hearts and they should come against Israel in the battle that he might utterly destroy them. Did, did Israel destroy them or did the Lord do it? The Lord did it, right? So so and that that they might receive no mercy, but that he might destroy them as the Lord had commanded Moses. And at that time, Joshua came and cut off the Anakim from the mountains from Hebron. Say Hebron. Hebron. Now, that's an important mountain. I want you to remember that from Debur, barge. Who's Johnny? Y'all remember that? Grace, you know that one? Look it up on Spotify. It'll change your life. All right. Uh, From the mountains of Judah and from all the mountains of Israel, Joshua utterly destroyed them with their cities. None of the Anakim were left in the land of the children of Israel. They remained only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. Right? Sounds like Star Wars planets, right? <laughs> all right. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord had said to Moses, and Joshua gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their divisions by their tribes. Then the land rested from war. The land, say rested. The land rested from war. That means what? There's no war, there's peace. But check this out. They took every land, everything in that land that God promised them. Remember when Joshua and Caleb went and they saw the land, they saw big old grapes and everything, but the other guys saw the giants. And so they had to come back and, 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 and Moses listened to the other guys. That's why Moses couldn't see the promised land. Yeah, but he did see the promised land at the Mount of Transfiguration. He was there. God is a gracious God. Amen. But anyway, uh They, Joshua, was always at war, but now the land rested. They had everything, everything, right? So the land rested. But check this out. Just two chapters later, look at this. Now Joshua was old, advanced in age. He was 92 right here. And the Lord said to him, you are old, advanced in in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. Wait a minute. There's no more war to have everything. What God is saying here is, There's still stuff that you haven't possessed yet that's yours. Christians, there's a lot of stuff that is yours that you're not operating in. And the Lord's just reminding you, hey, there's a lot more stuff for you that you haven't even opened yet. You haven't even looked into yet, but it's yours. You're an heir. You are an heir. All these things are yours. You just got to get them. You got to possess your possessions. So look at this, man. Joshua 13.6. All the inhabitants of the mountains from Lebanon. Like between 13, 1 and 13.6, God is, is telling them all the, the, the squatters that came back. Let me tell you something. If you don't possess it, Satan will try and take it back from you. He will. In your mind, he'll come and try to take it back. If you don't uh if you don't teach your kids about what is theirs today, man, the enemy will come in and try to steal it. Squatters will come in and try to take the land back. Only in their heads, because it can't happen. He's defeated now. Yeah. But he can get in their heads. We got to know that's ours. See, he's all the inhabitants of the mountains from Lebanon, as far as the brook, and all the city. <laughs> <laughs> all those city n- n- them, them. God says, them, I will drive out before the children of Israel. Only divided by lot to Israel as an inheritance. As I command, he said, hey, take back your lamb. It's yours. It's yours. You just got to take it back. Guys, we have so much out there that brings fear in our lives. We got to stand strong, know who we are. That's already been conquered. That's not for me. That is mine. I claim it. We're going to see Caleb say, give me this mountain. It's mine. Right? And he's not doing it proudly. He knows who gave it to him. We got to stop going out there and trying to and trying to be so afraid of what Satan might do. And whenever you're in that what if realm, what's going to happen tomorrow? What if this happens? What if I get sick? What if I crash my car? Man, to hell with those thoughts. Send them back where they came from. It's not for us. We are in the it is finished realm. That's mine. Give it to me. Isn't that what we're seeing? So he's saying, man, take your inheritance. Take it back. So let's just go on, right? It's not a fight to get the land, but a fight to get what is yours. In other words, it's faith. It's faith. The land was already theirs, but they got to they get it in their mind. It's mine. It's all faith. Do you believe all the promises that God has given you are yours? Are you operating in those things? Are you remembering those things? Are you meditating on those things? Because Stuff in this world will happen and it'll get you to doubt it. That's Satan's goal is to get you to doubt God's word, to get you to doubt who you are in Christ. He'll remind you that you're a sinner the moment you mess up. He's like, man, God doesn't want anything to do with you. Look what you just did. You disappointed him. He'll get you to think that God is this authoritative figure waiting to spank you with this big heaven paddle when you mess up. Is that the case today? No, why? Because he put that paddle on Jesus for you. Joshua 14, 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, 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 the son of Jeff, the Kinsanite, said to him, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses. Just wait a second right here. I want you, Let's break this down. Caleb came to Joshua and said, you know the word. You know the word. In other words, do we know the word? Sometimes we need to be reminded. Sometimes we need to be reminded, hey, this is what the word says. This is what the word says. That's why he came to him and said, you know the word that the Lord said. So when you read scripture, the first thing you got to do is look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. See Jesus in every portion of Scripture that you read. The second thing you need to do is right here. Look, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me. You need to find out what Jesus says about you now. You need to find out how God sees you now because of Jesus. Amen? Amen? We got to operate in that. We got to know who we are in the Lord. Otherwise, man, Satan will pick us off like this one at a time, man, get you discouraged, get you to be fearful, get you stressed out. Right? Stressed out about bills coming up when you know the Lord will provide. He will provide. Every single time, put your hand on your bill. Say, thank you, Jesus, for supplying what I need and then some. How many times do we do that? Do we pray over ourselves? What about praying over the You don't think God cares about your issues? He wants you to know he's your supplier. Always supplying for you. He's an ever-supplying God. He ain't going to hold nothing back. You know why? Because he gave you Jesus, church. If he gave you Jesus, he didn't give you Moses. He didn't give you Elijah. He didn't give you Michael the archangel. He gave you the best that heaven had to offer. All you got to do is say thank you. This is one of my favorite. Whenever whenever I counsel people, I I take them here because you got to see what God says about you right now. Right now. Right. This is already done. This is you in Christ. Right. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has has that's past tense. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, every spiritual blessing. Every blessing there is, you have it because he says has blessed. Say has. has. No, say it like I did. Has. has. Has blessed you. You have every spiritual blessing that you will ever need. In other words, there's no more left over. You have all of them. Every blessing Christ has, you have it right now. We forget that, don't we? Is, is Christ struggling right now with anything? No. Neither are you. Don't let Satan make you think you're struggling because you're not. You have a father in heaven who will protect you and who has already blessed you. Claim that. Say, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Whew. All right. Oh, there's more. Y'all want, can y'all hand us some more? Right. Just as he chose us. In, you're chosen. Don't forget that. He chose you. Just as he chose us us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love the reason God doesn't see any blame on you is because of love love was showcased at the cross when he died for you not just you the world the world needs to know God ain't looking at their sin anymore he says that in Hebrews sins paid for the sins of the world have been paid for All we tell people is how sinful they are, and they need to get right before God comes back, or they're going to die and spend eternity in hell, right? That'll get people to want to come to church. How's that working out for the church? We need to tell them that someone died for them. Stop pointing at their sin and start pointing them to the Savior. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repent, to change their mind. Not telling them how bad God is, that God's out to crush them right? Who would want to, man, if somebody told me how your dad's at home, he's waiting to crush you when you get home. I'm going to run as fast as I can to get home, right? Go the opposite direction. (sighs) Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Church, we are adopted as sons and daughters. Adopted. The word adopted there is we, we now have sonship. We, we, we've been, it's a word for son placement. We have been placed like a son. We're no longer a slave. We're a, we're, we have son placement with the Lord, our Father. Right? That we're adopted according to the stinginess of God. No, look. <laughs> Just seeing if you're awake. We've been adopted as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. Good pleasure of His will. Good pleasure. Not He's out to get you. You better come to the principal's office, man. No, He's saying, "Hey, come here. I love you. Come. To- love will bring you near." That's why John was so close to Him. That's why John was. It says it was on His bosom. He was laying on His chest. He was close. He knew that the disciple whom Jesus loved. But Peter. There was something separating Peter. Peter was a disciple too. But he, asked, he had to ask John who, to ask Jesus who it was that would betray him. He's in the same room. He could have asked Jesus. But he didn't. Because he came at it as a law mentality where John was resting on Jesus. I love that, man. All right. To the praise of the glory of his. Oh. Well, you better stop preaching that grace. You better start preaching that law. Get rid of it. You need to talk more about grace. That's what draws people, right? We are not under law, but under grace. Why would we teach law if the Bible says you're not under law? Oh, look at this. He made us accepted in the beloved. That word accepted only appears in Scripture two times. Two times. One, when when they showed up to Mary and say, hey, by the way, you're going to be pregnant. (laughs) That's not how it went down, but. Sounds cool. Hey, Mary, you are highly favored of the Lord. That word accepted means highly favored. You are, right now in Christ, you are highly favored. Isn't that a beautiful way to put it? We are high, I love the Greek, we are a highly favored people in the beloved, right? In, in Him we have. Say, have. We're not trying to get redemption, right? We have it. Have is past tense. We have redemption. Through his blood. The forgiveness of sin. What do we have? What, what is our redemption? The forgiveness of sins. Plural. All of them. Not just one. All of them. We have it right now. We ain't trying to be forgiven. We are forgiven. So don't let Satan come in your head and say, hey, remember this. You're a sinner. No, remember this. I have a Savior who died for my sins. And he can't do no but walk away after that. He's a roaring lion with no teeth. Satan's toothless. All he can do is gum you to death. That's why it feels like it's nagging. Woo! we have it. Oh, we are forgiving according to the stinginess of heaven. Because some people will make it seem that way, right? No, we're, we're forgiving according to the riches of his grace. According to... Not out of, according to. If I said that I'm going to give you a little, if I give you a box of stuff, right, and you take something out of it, that's one thing, right? There's still more possessions in there, right? That's why it says according to. That means he gives you all of it. Oh, we can't even measure how much he has. But it's according to, not out of. You understand that? Boy, if you don't, you better ask somebody because that's important. All right, back to Joshua. This is Caleb. He's saying, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. He saw it by faith in his heart. What he saw was, was by faith, but it was in his heart. Everybody else came back and they were reporting what they saw. He was reporting by faith. Hey, God told us to go take it. What are we doing? Let's go take it. It's ours. He gave it to us already. Guys, we do that all the time. God has given us so much. If only by faith we would speak out and say, that's mine. I receive it. I receive it. Thank you, Jesus, that I receive it. You've given it to me. In other words, stop being afraid. God, what am I going to do? Where are you? When are you going to show up? He's like, man, just possess your possessions. I've given you everything. Oh, but, but I just cussed out somebody that cut me off. So are you holding something back? God's like, oh my, oh my me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd say, oh my God, but He's like, what 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 do I have to do, man? What do I have to do? I've given you everything. It you remember, it is finished. It it will be finished. Like you'll get different pieces of it. It is finished, complete, paid in full, right? Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made, the, made went up with me, made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. How did he follow him? He's, he's, he repeated what God told him, "It's yours, go get it. He believed it. Crazy fool, He believed it. <laughs> so Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance." your inheritance, and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. God said, man, wherever you walk, when you went over there to spy it out, it's yours. It'll be your families, because you wholly followed me. Well, how did he do it? He just did what God told him. It's yours. Go get it. They went and took it. But the the people he came back with didn't like it. They were like, no, man, there's too many giants over there. We find out later in another story uh, of of uh, of Rahab that she told the the two spies that came to see him he got smart by the way instead of sending 12 he sent two (laughs) right they were deathly afraid because they heard what god did when he when he parted the red sea so the very thing they were afraid of was afraid of them isn't that crazy all right uh and now behold the lord has kept me alive who keeps you alive church does your doctor keep you alive No. no does the food you eat keep you alive no the lord keeps you alive the Lord does it. He kept me alive and said this, these 45 years. Now he's 85, Caleb is. He's seven years behind Joshua, right? But Joshua is getting old and dying. Caleb is as strong as he was when he was 40 years old. What happened? What happened? In other words, Joshua was always fighting. The more you fight, the sicker you get. The older you get, the quicker you get to that old age. But the more you rest in who God says you are and you inherit what God has given you, you feel like you're half your age. And now behold the Lord. God has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am, this day, 85 years old. He's still talking to Joshua. He's reminding them of what God told them through Moses. Go get it. It's yours, right? As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war. People will say, hey, it's a spiritual thing. No, he's talking about war. War, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain because it's his. Man, that's good. Give me, of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. He said, give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. The Lord said it was mine. Give it to me. When God says you're forgiven, receive it. When God says I'm your shepherd, you shall not lack. Receive it. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Repeat the word. You know what your word says, Lord. You are my shepherd. I shall not lack and walk away at peace. Does, does this fire you all up? No. I give Jesus a hand right now. I mean, this, this is a good spot. All this is true, and it's for you. It's for us. All of it's for us, man. Oh my goodness, check this out. This is going to blow your mind, right? And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jeff, as an inheritance. Because it was his. He gave him Hebron. Say Hebron. Remember I told you about that? Hebron. What is Hebron? Oh. Look at this. In Psalm 106:19. They made a calf in Herob and worshiped the molded image. Herb, Hebron. Sinai, same mountain range. Same mountain range. What happened on Mount Sinai? The law was given. The law was given there. So what does that got to do with our story? Joshua 15, the very next chapter. He took his mountain that God gave him. And this is what it says. And Caleb said, he who attacks Kidrasefir and takes it. That's a mountain. And takes it to him. I will give Akshah my daughter as wife. Akshah means ankle bracelet. It's a sign of a, a prized possession. In other words, whoever takes that mountain, I'll give my daughter as a wife. Whoever takes that mountain, I'll give my daughter as a wife. What does that mountain mean? What does it mean? When I see words like that, it means something. So if you look at it in Hebrew, it means the city of the book. City of the book. Whoever takes that book, Whoever masters that mountain, whoever masters that book, I'll give my daughter to. And I'm going to tell you this. You want to date my daughter? You better master that book. Hey Amen. She ain't dating until she's 33. If Jesus can go that long, she can go that long. Hey Amen, dads? <laughs> Looking at all the girls, they're like, what, what, what? <laughs> I know how guys operate. I've hung out with Bobby. <laughs> so city of the book. Whoever takes that city can have my prized possession. So oatmeal, the son of Kinzar, the brother of Caleb, took it. He took it. He took that mountain, and he gave him Ascot, his daughter, and his wife. He gave him a wife because he took the mountain, the city of the book. He took the book. What does his name mean? The line of God. The line of God took the book and was given a bride. Does that sound familiar, church? Do you think names mean have meaning in the Bible? Of course they do. Deep meaning, man, whenever you see Jesus in these things, it's, it, brings, it brings it to life. Look at Revelation 5, 4 and 5. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Jesus conquered the city of the book. Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness to those who believe. Isn't that beautiful? That's who we are. We got to know who we are. We got to know that when Jesus says, hey, you are forgiven. Oh, but I just fell. He's like, get back up. Because the word says, if a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. He doesn't lose his righteousness. He just gets back up. Stop looking at your sin. Stop looking at your past. Your past doesn't determine who you are today. God determines who you are today. And if you believe what Jesus has done for you, your future is super bright, as bright as my legs. Two more verses. Now it was so when she came to him that she persuaded him to ask her father for a field. So she, this is right after that, what we just read. So she dismounted her donkey and Caleb said to her, what do you wish? What do you wish? She answered, give me a blessing since she had that received mentality. She had that air mentality, right? We got to have that air mentality. Give me, give me also the springs of water. Oh, she answered, give me a blessing since you have given me land in the south. Give me also springs of water. So he gave her the upper spring and the lower springs. Upper springs, lower springs. He gave her both. She went and asked for it. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, you'll have. She had that mentality. She believed what the word says. You believe what the word says. What it says about you. Don't go to the old covenant. You're not on it. It was never for you. The new covenant. These two springs. These two springs. The lower spring. We have the Holy Spirit in us. In us. Always. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. But there's a uh, upper spirit that comes down you know you ever been at a concert where you just felt the spirit of the lord was there right or you've been speaking maybe you were speaking and you felt the holy spirit on you using you to do wonderful things that you're it's like you're watching yourself but the lord's working through you anybody feel that before yeah that that's that whole that's that upper one that comes down and and sits on you man right sometimes i'm at home and i'm so excited up here but sometimes when i get home i'm an introvert when i'm not around people I'm an introvert. Right? Kelly would be like, why 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 are you not acting the way you act at church? I'm like, two springs, baby. Two springs. She's not in here, is she? Okay, good. <laughs> what I want you to see is claim hey babe, we were just talking about you. <laughs> Do what I did, claim what God has gifted you. I claim Kelly. (laughs) That's exactly what I was saying, baby. All right. Honestly, church, we got to know, we got to own what is ours. We got to know what the Bible says is ours. Your health is yours. Your future is yours. It's bright, right? Everything that you are looking for in this world, God has supplied for you. He's supplied it for you. He is your shepherd. You shall not lack. He's given you, he's go above and beyond anything and everything that you could ask or dream of, is what the scripture says. You can't outdream God. Don't let people tell you, hey, God's only going to give you what you need. God's only going to give you a little bit. He's not stingy. It's according to the riches of his grace. Remember that. You got to know the word. You got to master that book. You got to conquer that mountain so that you can tell yourself by faith, this is what the word says. Not what people say, not what Satan says, not even what I say about myself. How many times have you guys ever laid hands on your head and said, hey, I forgive you. Yourself, forgive yourself. We can forgive other people, but sometimes we carry around a burden because we know what we did in the past. Forgive yourself. If God's not looking at your sin anymore, you shouldn't look at your sin anymore. Your sin is paid for. Forgive yourself and let's go move on. Maybe that's what's holding you back from believing the truth. Let it go. Let it go, let it go. Hey, that's all I got. Stand up, give Jesus a hand. You know why? Because all this stuff we did is because of him. It's because of his finished work. Church, is that really how you would receive Jesus if he came back right now? If he came back right now, would you be that thankful like you are right now? Give him a hand like he deserves it. He's a good God who loves you. He loves you beyond measure. Trust him to meet your needs. Trust him to go before you. Trust him to, he he knows stuff that's going to happen that you don't even know about yet. And he's already worked it out. He says, I make all things, all things. Say all things. things. I make all things work together for your good. You're good. You're good. Because he loves you, man. So listen, we uh, sometimes don't do the whole church thing where you have to do that 10 minutes of song. When people are like hungry and they're like, is this the last stanza? Anybody ever do that? We being honest? Thank you. Really, Grace? So what we do is if you haven't accepted Jesus, man, we don't make a religious thing out of it. Just come find me. I'll pray with you. It doesn't take long at all. I'd love to pray that prayer with you. And, and I'll just remind you of everything I just said, man. It's a quick prayer. Jesus, Jesus said if, if you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior... Right. Not your sin. Jesus as your Lord and Savior and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's it. And then you can go eat. I'm not making light of it. It's powerful. Those words are powerful. Right. You don't, don't make it religious. Do exactly what the Bible says. <laughs> Amen. If that's you, man, I'd love to pray that prayer with you. There's plenty of people that can play that prayer. If, if you have a prayer request and, and you want Pastor Dwayne or I to pray over you, man, we'd love that opportunity too, to pray over you about whatever's going on. We're just going to remind you. If you need the oil, we got the oil. We're going to remind you of everything the Lord says you are. That's what we do when we pray with one another. If you're looking for a church, this is what we do. This is who we are. We're not perfect, but we love the Lord. More importantly, we know we're loved by the Lord. We know that, it, that the fact that we're not perfect shows people out there we're not hypocrites we know we mess up but we know we're saved because someone loved us this is who we are if you want to be a part of that we'd love for you to be part of that you just fill out a little sheet of paper social security number address accounts we just need that little bit of information man you'll be a member (laughs) no it ain't like that and you don't have to go to no 12 week members class right you're just a member people are like am i a member i'm like yeah sure man you're a member it's a high five thing. It drives Miss Kathy crazy. That's why I'm saying this now because she's not here. (laughs) She's our church secretary. She's like, you got to let me know this stuff. I'm like, all we got to do is have members jackets. Y'all remember those members only jackets back in the, hey, will you guys bow your head with me and let's pray. And father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for just blowing our mind with how good you are and how much love you have for us and everything that you've done for us. We are still scratching the surface of all that you've given us. Father, thank you for revealing it, God. Thank you for manifesting that through us and in us. God, help us to see every single day, multiple times a day, that there's so much more out there of possessions that you've given us that we can possess. God, open up those doors to us every day as you grow us in that possessing god thank you for allowing us to see the land that's out there metaphorically speaking too that's out there father that you've already given us that we may walk by faith and claim it as you have already given it to us god it's not a battle we don't have to fight for it it's a fight of faith so father thank you for building our faith in you today that every situation that might arise in our lives you've already gone before us you've made it work for us lord Help us to keep our eyes on you and not what's in front of us, but just on you by faith that you love us. You will bring us through it. God, we follow you. You are a shepherd. You went through the valley of the shadow of death. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to see the hope that we have in Christ. A confident expectation that everything will work together for my good. We thank you for your word. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. You guys are dismissed. Thank you for being here today.